it's time for another team profile and projection brought to you by DraftKings here on Talking Baseball. We are down to the end here. Trev, Jake, we are on the fourth place team as voted on by our audience. They put the Braves as number four. Pretty cool. Last year they finished 35 and 25, which was a 95 win pace. They went to the NLCS. They were up. They just had to win one more game. And they didn't. They lost to the Doyers. They had no pitching. They had a lot of rookies come up and mm. get outs in big spots for them, which was very exciting. Jay, can you tell us who is not returning from that NLCS team and who is being added? Jim, they lost an interesting crop of dudes, a lot of veterans, a lot of bullpen guys. Mark Melanson, who was catching a lot of home run balls for them in the playoffs. Darren O'Day went to our Yanks. How about that? Uh, Shane Green remains unsigned. You still think there might be a little bit of a fit there? We'll see as that goes on. They also lost Adam Duvall, who was incredible last year. Nick Markakis, he retired. Uh, Charlie Colbertson, my doppelganger's doppelganger, he's out of town. Danny Echeverria, Cole Hamels, a weird Braves. <laughs> it's going to be a funny Braves signing in their history. And Tyler Flowers, both of them are still unsigned. Who they added. How about Charlie Morton, our guy. Different in the playoffs. And Drew Smiley, that was an interesting early on free agency signing. Uh, Jake Lamb, Jason Kipnis, a couple nice MLB depth pieces. A couple other guys you might know, Travis Demerit, Mayfield, Abraham Almonte. But uh, they really went at the starting pitching. And, man, it's it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like, Trev. And I know uh, tough to not like this Braves lineup. A lot of your guys out there. I don't want to say it's my favorite lineup so far, but I think it's my favorite lineup so mm. far. Mm. So I'll say it. This is my favorite lineup so okay. far. Say it proudly. Starting at the catcher's position, we got Travis Darno in the second year of a two-year $16 million deal. Killed it last year. Uh, 321, 386, 533, all career highs, and he played 44 games for them. Obviously, there was a DH last year. Probably won't play that many uh, through 162 this year. Freddie Freeman, fresh off an MVP award at first base. You know him. I don't got to go into him. He's the man. Uh, Ozzie Albies at second base. Dansby Swanson at shortstop. Third base is where we get a little – we're not so sure. We think it's young, thick Austin Riley. Could be somebody else. But uh, they're going to give him a shot to win that job for sure. Left field, Marcel Ozuna is back. One-year deal with Atlanta. Uh, or excuse me, a four-year $65 million deal after signing a one-year last year. Uh, to play with them. He's a stud. And then in center field, a young guy, Christian Pache, Pache. one of the top overall prospects, came up. Uh, I thought he looked excellent uh, in his time in Atlanta last year. And then obviously in right field, we got our guy, Ronald Acuna Jr., one of the most electric players in all of baseball. So lineup's great. Pitching, I think, is pretty damn good too, Jim. What do you got in that starting rotation? The pitching is good. Your friend Max Freed had a really good year last year, and he's around. Soroka's coming back. I don't think he's pitched in spring yet. How, what's his timeline? 
Shit. I think middle of this year. We can find it out. Charlie Morton comes over. I like that pickup by those guys. A guy that was in the World Series last year and is hoping to be in the World Series again with the Braves. Ion Anderson mm. made a big splash last year. They got Drew Smiley early on. Kyle Wright, we saw a lot of him. That's kind of the rotation. And then you have Will Smith, Chris Martin, A.J. Minter. Some familiar names in the bullpen. I was trying to figure out the Soroka one because he had a very, very good 2019. Torres Achilles covering first last year, I think in his third start, and went down. And then with him going down, and then Fulty getting DFA'd and doing whatever dance they did with Fulty, the Braves were like out of pitchers, um, completely out of pitchers. Cole Hamels came back and then left. Hernandez opted out of the season. He was in spring fighting for their fifth starter, and it looked pretty bad. And Ian Anderson, uh, Ian Anderson, I'll say it correctly. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be hard for me not to call him Ion Anderson. It's tough. Because it's fun. I mean, just say it if you're just, just say that out loud to yourself at home and you'll have, you'll have fun. He was really good last year. He started six games. He had uh, ERA under two. He manned up, man. He brought in the postseason too. That was, that was pretty impressive from those young dudes. And yeah, the, what I can find on Soroka, uh, Alex Anthopoulos. Their general manager said they're eyeing mid-April. If you're a Braves fan and it's not, if it's late April, April or May 1, you're still going to be okay. Uh, don't don't even feel a need to have him rush. Yeah. Get him right. It's going to be a long season. If someone um, says we're eyeing mid-April, I'd just be like, you know what? Just do May 1st. Who cares? Who cares about April? So, But, hey, he's going to be back a part of the season, and you want to see a gross stats page. Young Mike Soroka, 23 years old. He's got 37 starts and a 286 ERA. Get out of here, dude. Just like he doesn't throw hard. It's just a two-seam. I think he's really good at missing barrels, and he's really good at staying in the zone. I think his walk rate's, like, amazing, and his his barrel is crazy. He doesn't good. give up home runs. That's yeah. kind of his, his biggest skill. But um, Dude, Ian Anderson was so good last year. Yeah, man. What a nut job. And that's... Trev, I, I want to get you juiced up on the lineup because it's definitely an, it's an interesting lineup. It might be a little top-heavy. We'll talk about that a little bit. There's still so much youth on this team, this Braves team that's been a National League power for a couple years now. Acuna's 23. Albies is 24. Um, you know, we just mentioned Soroka. He's 23. Max Fried is looking like an old man at 27. Ion Anderson. 22 turns 23 soon. Got a nice noise out of Jim there. <laughs> Kyle Kyle Wright, who dropped his hammer in the playoffs a little bit. He's 25. So it's uh you know, there's a world where this great Atlanta team we've seen the past couple years, it's kind of just the tip of the iceberg, which is scary if you're an NLA's team. Yeah, and you're thinking about Dansby, Dansby Swanson. He's only 27 years old, too. He kind of turned around. We, we challenged Dansby at the beginning of last year. We said this could be a make-or-break year for him. He hasn't really lived up to the potential. And last year, all he did was go out there and shut us up. So, yes, they have a young lineup. But when I, even, when I think about Albies and Acuna, I don't think about them as young guys or rookies. They're almost like these are kind of established players because that's just how good they are. 
So they have a nice little mix of those guys. You know, Freeman, what's Freeman? He's got to be 28, 29, right? Got it. Uh, he got to hit 30, right? He's been hitting forever. Freddie is 31 and a half. And contract and a year. He's a, he's a young 31 and a half. Sure. He's a young 31 and a half. So, I mean, this lineup's ready to go. I like the mix of, you know, like a Marcel and a Freddie. These guys who, they're not old. Man, I, I like, I want to call them old, but they're just not old. Want well, to know, know what they, they do? Young. Want to know what they do, Trev? The Braves' top of the lineup hits the shit out of the ball. Yes, they do. Ozuna, Freeman, Darno, and Acuna were all in the top 4% for hard hit rate last season. Mm. Four guys in the top 4%. And Acuna and Darno were both in the top 1%. Holly. They don't take they're not crazy like I'm gonna get my ace swing off every single time. At least to me it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't they still seem have like an that. approach yeah. too. You're which right. is awesome to see. You're right. It doesn't seem like that. But yeah, they hit. And yeah, we you know Dansby did well last year. I think he even popped a homer in the ALCS. Let's uh is it Austin Riley's year? Is it his time? Is it Pache? Yeah, I had Pache, Pache as my uh, sleeper. Or I wanted to have him He's as my guy. sleeper, but I didn't. I love that he got the uh, experience just thrown into the deep end in the postseason last year. And I think he got a hit in every game once he started starting in the postseason. I think the overall numbers aren't great because one hit a game doesn't leave you with a good batting average or anything. But for his position to be thrown in, yeah, he had a homer too, right? In the postseason, I think so. I think he did. Might have robbed one as hit well. A, yeah, as I was say, hit a homer, robbed one. I'd yeah, like, think, I'd like, I'd like, um, young thick to take a step up. What? What I think is going to pay dividends for for this team is the fact that they did have a deep postseason run last year and they did go up three to one and they did get beat by the Dodgers. Now, if you're a Braves fan, you're like, that's not good. But the taste that that left in these guys' mouth, that is that that disgusting vim and vigor that you just need to work out and you need to go finish it. All they care about now is getting back to the postseason and getting past that level. They need to get to the World Series. There's nothing else these guys are going to be thinking about all year. They need to get to the World Series. They, I think they would have won the World Series, Jim. If they take the Dodgers down, the way they were playing, if they just go and win that game and they win and they win four games to one against the Dodgers, they go into the World Series hot like that, I think they win the World Series. They were that close. They just couldn't close it out. But like I said, that leaves a bad taste in their mouths and they're back for blood this year. Yeah, I think, you know, in in 2019, they lost the NLDS in embarrassing fashion, gave up 10 runs in the top of the first inning, and that was a little spider bite they had to recover from. And they did that, and they make it past the NLDS, and they go to the CS, and now they're up 3-1, to and they don't Mm -hmm. seal the deal, and they don't punch the ticket to the World Series. So, yeah, the storyline is written there perfectly. So this year they'll get to the World Series and they'll lose to the Yankees, and then the next year they'll have to win the whole damn thing. Congratulations, everyone! Okay, twenty twenty two World Series champs. You heard it here first, yes, from Jimmy O'Brien. 
It's an interesting pivot year for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, kind of what you guys are saying. They've had the buildup. Um, you know, they go to the CS last year. Uh, they got one game better in the DS between 18 and 19. And now, and this is why I circled the young guys, because let's be honest, man. Let's, I mean, oh, my God. Let's be honest for once in our lives. One mm. time. Like a five-minute yeah. window of honesty, please. You know what you're getting from Freddie. He's going to be good. You know what you're getting from Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, these other young guys. I think we said about Dansby last year, I think we said we didn't want it to be a conversation in the offseason if there was like a problem at shortstop, and he did enough for that. Young, thick Austin Riley, man. This is going to be his third year. Chris Bryant was supposedly on the trade block. Nolan Arenado was traded. They kept young thick. Pache, who's going out there? Pache? Struggling with it. Um, and they do have another young outfielder, Drew Waiters, I believe, who, who could find himself in the mix, uh, depending how things are going this year. Are these young reinforcements, the guys that are going to make this Atlanta team kind of look like the Dodgers when we talk about the Dodgers and how deep they are and how they've been going for four years and they're going to be going for another four years? Or, you know, young, thick Riley currently has a negative war as a pro ball player. His his offensive stats aren't great. I mean, he came up, he hit 10 home runs in like 10 days back in 19, but I think he's got um, an 86, I think I just looked at 86 OPS plus both seasons, which is, you know, whatever, 14% below average. Um, he, he's not going to be able to do that again. Uh, on a team that's in this window, Yeah, he's not going to be able to do that again. Uh, so well, that's why you, yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, that's why I think you got to put, put him to the fire like we did Dansby last year and say, like, you got to show up a little here. It's different because he's much earlier in his career still. Still hasn't played a full 162 season. But this team doesn't have time to let guys develop anymore. They're in 100% go mode. And they brought, I mean, they had they had Pablo last year, and, and they, mm. they thank God, like, changed that. They brought in Jake Lamb. Um, and if Young Thick isn't going and they need a platoon or they need to just, like, rotate a little bit, I, he's there. When Jake Lamb went to the A's last year and got traded, a little spark got lit. I think he played pretty well for them, right? Uh, no, I don't think I don't have Jake Lamb taken over like every day. But he had an eight eight two OPS in his two weeks with the A's afterwards, and we're talking small sample size. And they put him in the middle of the lineup, which was pretty. It yeah. was Oakland. It was Oakland A's ish. Very, that's for very sure. A's ish. Yeah. Um, and Camargo was battling um, at third in like spring training. Um, he got some starts. He, uh, I fucks the hell out of the pitcher when he's in the box, so I like seeing that. Just a smoldering um, sexiness. It's kind of, um, you know, it'll, it'll push you off kilter for a little bit. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because we had him on our hot boy list. The mansplaining girls are very high on Camargo. I think we took him off, though. Mm. He constantly thing. looks like he's, like, holding a sneeze slash smelling a sexing candle, me. like, sexing you. Having sex with me. Yeah. He's always got blood flow. That's what I feel like with him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. I would kill for that. Um <laughs> What else do we got here? I mean, the pitching. Do you want to talk about it? Like Ian Anderson, Soroka, can can is it is it fair to ask them? Like Soroka, once you're healthy, repeat your 2019. Is that fair? Achilles, yeah, injury? of course it is. Okay, 
Yeah. What about what about Ian Anderson? Not fair to ask him to repeat what he did last year because it was very very good. He had a sub two ERA. Um, you got to give People him a little. People kept calling for him to go down and not. You know, he doesn't have the stuff. His uh, peripherals aren't what they need to be. And, and I think we made a, a case. We said if if he steps up during the postseason, which he he did, kind of did. No, he did. He was really he good in the postseason. Kind of did. Like he had yeah. that rough first inning, right? Then settled down. In game, uh, was nasty, in game seven, he gave up like two earned runs, I think. But um, I think he had three postseason games before that, all uh, zero earned runs. Yeah, so, yeah. so he's got the experience. I think that's that's huge. You know, I think Soroka is just that talented where it is going to come back. But then a guy like Anderson, who is also very talented, but you get that little postseason uh, that run in you. We know what Max Fried can do. Charlie Morton. Mm. Dude, his first, Ian Anderson's first three games in the postseason. So one against the Reds, one against the Marlins, one against the Dodgers. And looking back at their path to the Dodgers, it is kind of funny that they went Reds, Marlins, two teams who I think we look at now and like, yeah, kind of easy road. But he shut him down. He went 15.2 innings with zero earned runs and a 1-1-3 batting average against. Did he have a bunch of double plays or something? There was something about those first three starts to were like, okay, like... I do not know. A lot of runners on, but a lot of working out of innings, and working out of jams and stuff like that. But I could be mistaken. He Same only gave up six hits, eight walks, though. Who? Yeah, I think that's what it was. He had a lot of base runners, but he kept working out of it, like getting out of these innings. And you know what? That's a skill on its own. You don't Shenandoah want to have kid. You don't want to rely on that. Shenandoah kid. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see where we land with this pitching staff when Soroka comes back. Max Freed. I mean, I. I think you can lock in as a dude. Charlie Morton. We we saw him dial it back up in the playoffs. He is 37 now. I, I'm interested to see what he's doing over 162. If I remember correctly, his last regular season I, again it was small sample size, but it wasn't what what you'd expect from Charlie Morton for the 2020 season. Yeah. He had one bad start that opened it up where he gave up six earned runs, and then after that he was three, three, six, three, five, or something like that. Yeah, so uh, interested to see what's that look like over 162 for Chuck. They've got the young guys that either way they're going to figure it out. The Drew Smiley one is one that Braves fans have to be circling. That happened early. He's got some peripheral stuff that seems good, but if you're a baseball fan, you're just kind of like, oh, Drew Smiley, He's he's been around. So that'll be fun to watch. I do have to say this. I say it. I like their bullpen. Will Smith, Chris Martin, AJ Minter, if you guys remember, he dialed it up in the playoffs. He was finding like a hunch and just mowing dudes down. Uh they lost some bodies. Uh Melanson was an impact piece for them. Uh Shane Green. I mean, th- these guys are dudes when they're right. And uh so it's gonna be interesting to see down in the bullpen who's who's stepping up. Uh you know, I, I still think they do have some depth down there. Uh, you know, Luke Jackson, Matzik, he was gross in the playoffs. But they, they lost a couple MLB bodies down there, and they didn't really bring in true replacements for them. So interested to see how that changes the bullpen dynamic. Th- this team is a force. I, I think the only question is, you know, if some of the things we've talked about don't fully pan out, if if young, thick Austin Riley maybe isn't the answer at third and some of the some of the other young ball players are feeling young baseball player stuff is that with this tough division how much are the other teams going to bark with them if if the Braves if there is blood in the water and the Mets get hot or Trev's fills or whoever it is how can other teams reel them in cuz that's where that's where the conversation gets really interesting and my brain jumps to 
and this isn't fully fair to them. Not fair. But the Chicago Cubs, uh, when we went through the Cubs team after their World Series, they had a couple tough breaks. They found themselves tied for the division, and then they ended up in the wild card game, and then you're out of the playoffs. And baseball can move quick. Uh, I think if you're the Braves, you wanna you wanna establish yourself in the division. You wanna keep the Mets and the Phillies and the Nats kind of in their own bucket, and you want to get going. So I don't know. I, I think it sounds dumb because we've said this for a few teams, but I think a hot start in Atlanta is pretty important to keep those other guys in their rear view. Well, they open up three against the Phillies, then three against the Nats, mm-hmm. then three against the Phillies. Okay. So just win all three series, cement yourself. Are they going to get uh, Nolan Wheeler four times? Uh, I think so. And then they go four against the Marlins, so they'll be facing some arms there. Some fish. Then the Cubs and the Yankees and the D-backs and the Cubs, so. That division is a bloodbath, man. Yeah, but they kind of have, out of all of the yeah. NL East schedules, they have the easiest April that we've seen so far. When do they play the Mets? They don't play the Mets you, you until don't care about, May You don't 17th. care about April, Jim. April. Well, I don't care about April for a starting pitcher. I'd rather the starting pitcher start May 1st and, and be ready and be ready f- better for the postseason than, like, rush him back for the last two weeks of April. So that's what I meant. Well, if he's – I will say this. If he's ready to go and he's done his rehab innings, get him there because this is going to be a tight race. You can't let any of these go, in my opinion. I think, you know, we're talking about, you know, when is Sorokin going to be back and, and – Sure, we want to make sure he's ready. But if he's ready, get him out there. With Austin Riley, a guy like that in the position battle, if he starts to struggle early on, I don't know how big of a leash he's going to have. You know, they they did they brought in guys like Kipnis and Lamb and have Camargo there. Like, if he's not banging right away, he's going to find himself in a platoon. So last right last season, they 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 announced with like. Some vigor that they didn't have any leash at all with how they handled the faulty situation. They're like, it's a 60-game sprint. I think Snitker's comment was even like, it's a 60-game sprint. We don't have time to let them wait around and get better. Now, they do have a full 162 this year. But again, like, they're in this window, and Mm -hmm. they have to attack it. Like, this is a team that I think should be buying at the deadline, no matter what. If they're up 10 games on the division or if they're in the third place, they have to be buying at the deadline. They have to attack this window, no matter what happens. Really, like, I mean, we neither none of us think that their floor is bad enough that they won't be buying at the deadline to improve. Right? No, not at all. No. So, so even if they're even if they're down, they're gonna be. Like, we need somebody. They have you to. Know? Like, they're and not, like, they're not gonna just punt. And you know how we've been playing this game? We're like, hey, if the Cubs are selling, right? And you could sprinkle some of those Cubs players around the league. Well, the Braves are a team. And, Jake, I think you said this with the Nationals, but the Braves are a team that would be like, no, 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 no. We want Chris Bryant and, if that mm-hmm. if it comes push comes to shove there. And that's the thing. I, I the, the things that jump out as potential weaknesses, if it's not it for Young Thick, guess what? He's still got a little potential, and, and you sling him for a third baseman. I've talked about third base depth in this league at nauseum at this point if you've been listening to talking baseball. Uh bullpen. You can always find a bullpen arm or two. So uh yeah, I mean this this team's floor is as one of the best floors you can find, even in that gnarly division. I mean, they've just got dudes who are, I the projections on Acuna, Albies, Freeman, and Ozuna are insane. 
because, you know, projections have to come in at a middle area. They have to project for baseball happening. Ronald Acuna Jr. is projected for 42 homers, 30 swipes, a 385 on base. Like, that that dude's insane. Freeman's coming off the MVP that, um, I don't know. Trev, you, you had a question in the back. More of an observation. Okay. We keep saying Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant. It's definitely a real possibility. I know they've kicked the tires on it already in the offseason. At least that's what the rumors are saying. But I'm I'm on a page of someone who I think just okay fits their team. Wow, Trevor. Story. If you put him on there, you're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Who it? Who so is it's it? Jose Ramirez from the Indians. Last year of his contract, two team options, 22 and 23. What are the Indians doing? There is a two to three year window in Atlanta right now. Mm. Go get him, Trevi. Go get the guy. I was saying that. During the Indians, that they should trade Ramirez. We just found it. That is, I mean, you just think about him in a in a Braves uniform with mm. Ocuna and Albies. You're right. It is like a perfect fit. That's the uh, I I reference this on Talking Yanks a lot, Trev. But I, the GM always has their their whiteboard or their chalkboard, and they've got the three-year plan, they've got the current roster, they've got the five-year plan, and, <laughs> man, if they've got Jose Ramirez circled, holy crap, because, I mean, another switch hitter, who he is. Uh, sorry to our <laughs> Cleveland Indian listener. <laughs> but, but, um, and here's the thing. It's because you think about where they're at. They have the window, too, but they also have to see who else's window because there's a couple – Windows that are wide open, like the Padres and the Dodgers. So you have to go make a real splash. Chris Bryant for one season, not a real splash, in my opinion, when you're really thinking about the uh, the league and who's at the top. Yeah. You got to get through the Dodgers right now. And I, I'd say that I, I like this Braves team uh, a lot. I do think they they will need a splash to compete with the Dodgers in, if they were to see the Dodgers in the D- NLDS again, like I think they will need a midseason splash. So I'm very – first team where I'm like, I'm very excited to see who they add or how they go about adding to this team halfway through the season. And Trev, the other thing that I would add to that is they have the prospect capital. They've got a cut, couple young catchers that are nipping at darn nose, but they've got those outfielders that we talked about, Pache. And waiters mm-hmm. or waters, I think waiters. Um, and they've got the young pitcher. So, man, the, these guys are ready, and there's a Death Star move to be made. And, guys, the best example, I probably say it too much, is but the, the Dodgers added Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. The Braves kind of haven't played their final hand yet. That was the Dodgers. I agree. That was yeah. the Dodgers. Okay. We pushed excited. the chips all in. We're still waiting for the Braves to do that. And, hey, you wonder – is it next free agency when all those big shortstops are going on the market? Or is it now? Uh, and I think we're all rooting for that as baseball fans and knowing how tight a baseball window can end up looking that uh, we'd love to see the Braves do that. And now Braves fans are probably saying, what the hell? Our team is really good, guys. Really good. No, you but guys that, are but really good. are really good. Yeah. The Dodgers are really good. They added. Yes, exactly. Every team that's really good gets to add, and that's the fun part. And they do have the capital. Who's this kid? Drew Waters, a Georgia boy. What you doing in my Waters? They say that he might make his uh, debut. The Braves fans like him. They like Pachet, too. He's an outfielder. Bryce Wilson, I don't know if we talked. $11 million in 2022. 
two thirteen million dollars in twenty three. I mean, if you instead of going out and making a huge splash in free agency with all these shortstops and spending three hundred million dollars, fuck man, use wow. that use that prospect capital. Yeah, it's man, and they got a catcher that's they've got coming a, up too. They've got like three young catchers. Langeliers is a few years away, but um, they got Contreras who. I want to say he's related to Willie Contreras. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. William Contreras is Wilson Contreras' brother. Is that what you're saying? I think there's that might be. If not, I'm just a complete idiot and never rule that out. Alex well. Jackson's a top 10 prospect in the Rourke. He's a young catcher, and Langeliers is supposed to be the real deal. He's a few years away. Uh, wow, Jakey Nerd came out there. Yes, they are brothers. Okay, bang. I thought so. Um, you still old. could be an idiot too, though. and you they know both what? Can be true. I kept saying it for the Yanks. I don't Braves fans. We should have said this earlier, and we've got some Braves people in the John Boy Media org. We got the Mansplain Girls, and because this is coming out on Friday, oh nice, we've got some other insiders. Um, do we just reveal it right now? They already know. I mean, they already know. Down under. Down under. Down under. Peter Moylan and Kelsey Wingert, so that's that's going to be awesome. We should have pretty legit <laughs> Braves coverage, but it won't be from the three of us. So you guys know better than us, but I was on a big Jason Kipnis kick. I hope he kind of makes this team. I would love him in kind of a super utility role. Uh, uh, William Contreras' nickname is Willie or Killer. <laughs> <laughs> big gulps, huh? All right. See you later. What's Max's fun stat? Max's fun stat is the Braves claimed five of the eight long. The Braves claimed five of the eight longest home runs in MLB in 2020 mm-hmm. with Ronald Acuna Jr. 495 feet and 473 feet. Ozuna 469 feet and 468 feet. Riley 471 feet. All yeah. Acuna's 495 foot home run off Chris Maza on September 25th was the furthest hit ball all season. Congrats to Ronald Acuna. Uh, DraftKings has the over-under at 91 and a half. Mm. I'm taking the over. I like this team. I like Soroka. Ian Anderson shoved. Bryce Wilson shoved in the postseason. I think they have enough to be looking, sitting uh, atop the division um, closely come trade deadline. And then, like I said, I do think they have the prospect capital and the need to make a splash and make their August and September uh, allow them to separate from the pack in August and September. So I am taking the over. I like the Braves. They all hit the hell out of the ball. They all hit the hell out of the ball. And they got defense too. Some we were going to talk about the Mets, but the Braves can play D. Trev? Max Fried gold glove is bad. Hot. Uh, I, I go back and forth. I, I, I really, really like this team. And I definitely envision a season with them winning 94 games. But if the division is as tough as we think it's going to be, I mean, that's there's going to be some, some series loss. There's going to be some tough stretches for them. And then you got to get over, was it 90 and a half? So you got to get to 91 wins. I think it was 91 and a half. So that you get 90, 91 and a half, 92 wins. 92. This team won 90 wins in 2018, 97 in 2019. Division has caught up a little bit. 
it's caught up. I I um I went under on the Mets, so I think I'm gonna take the over with the Braves. I just I, I see 94 in my head. Wow. I think about them. Yeah, I mean low low 90s feels like the number with how good this division is. I mean, we mentioned the other teams. I mean, the Marlins can be like a 500 baseball team. They pitch every day. You have to. The over feels like the safe bet. It, the Vegas people are almost scaring me a little bit with that ninety-one. I would have thought it would have been ninety-three, something Lady, like that. You're scaring us. I'll take the over. Wow. Ooh. Over sweep. The sweep. Sweep, sweep, like sweep. Make the big splash. Come on, Anthopolis. I know. I'm very excited about that. Do we do floor and ceiling? Uh, ceiling World Series floor. Wild card game. Wild card game. 100% postseason, huh? Yeah. 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 If they don't, man, heads will roll. Yeah, if they don't, that'll be bad. No kidding. <laughs> postseason. Bow.